Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is Ellen K. Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings. Welcome in on a Monday morning. A new week is here, April 10th, 2023. It's 6.08. We start out your morning nice and warm. We're at 52 degrees in the capital city. High today in the upper 70s. Very little wind, plenty of sunshine as well. Air quality, maybe not where you would like it to be, but beyond that, looking at a a very nice day here and uh, kind of that that flip over this time of year. We're in the uh, the week where April fifteenth hits. That's on Saturday. That's tax day, and uh, I always kind of look at it as an unofficial beginning to real true spring. The buds are out. The mowing starts. The uh, softball diamonds have lights on every night of the week, and so we made it, everybody. Here we are at the precipice of real spring instead of fake spring glad to have you with us today hope you had a great safe easter weekend back ready to go on a monday morning got a good show for you today uh scheduled to join us today bill stefan from the lead center he's going to join us at 8 10 we'll talk to mike schaefer about nebraska spring football practice uh got a lot of other things that we need to get into throughout the course of the day today as well. Mark Vale, good morning. How are you doing Greetings, today? How was Easter? Salutations. It was fine. Good. Very good. And yours? Uh it was it was good. It was good. I uh I made brunch on the old uh on the old outdoor griddle, got that thing going again. Oh, wow. Did the big did the big cleanup on that thing uh yesterday. It's a very involved I I I got the uh it last year. I remember it was my birthday or Father's Day. Got it last year. Uh, and it's the, those things, if you've ever been thinking about getting one, I know a lot of people have them. The, the best thing you can do, in my opinion, with them, the best thing you can do is breakfast uh, or brunch on those things for a large amount of people. You can just get a lot of food made in a short period of time and with a lot fewer dishes and a lot, a lot of those things. So made a, uh, made a hash and some bacon. Uh, and, uh, so that was, that was really scrambled. That eggs. was really good. I put the eggs into the, uh, I, so the, I make this, uh, so I make the hash with like potatoes and vegetables and sausage and stuff. And then my little trademark, uh, don't copy it is I, I make some, like some sunny side up eggs and I just like put them on the top of oh, the whole okay. thing. So when you cut into it, it, and, uh, cut into it, you got the yolk that gets in there and, mm. It was uh, it was good. So yeah, the that outdoor... could change the brunch game if anyone picks up on that. Yeah, I know. I I'm, probably shouldn't have said it. That was <laughs> that was now the one thing about those it's things. Name of Jack's place. Yeah. The, the one thing about those things is it does take some uh, real elbow grease to keep them clean. If you if you keep them outside, those things. So I like it started to get uh, a little bit like some rust areas on it. And I'm like, oh man, did I ruin this thing? Uh, but after watching several YouTubes, that's very common, and you can actually get it off. Uh, but you just gotta you gotta do a lot of scraping, you gotta do a lot of conditioning, you gotta do a whole bunch of gotta get one of those stones and rub it on all those things. So, yeah, it was uh, it was griddle cleanup weekend for me. Started a new project in the backyard. Uh, th- this is a real this is a re- real great scenario here. So we're uh, we're going to put out like a little paver patio in our backyard that we're going to put 
Expanding the deck. Yeah, kind of. Expanding it into the into the ground. Uh, but we got some grass right in front of our the deck that we built that basically in building the deck we tromped around on that grass so much that it is in it is in bad shape so we're going to put some pavers out there we got one of those solo stoves that we're going to put in the middle of of that and so i spent a bunch of the weekend digging out it's a nine foot diameter circle basically that these things are going to go in and i got the whole thing done and uh my son was working he came home and he's like Oh, good job, Dad. Uh, you, got, you got about, he was like, you're about three inches too shallow for this after I did the whole thing. So I got to go. Apparently, my foreman is making me go back to work and do it better this time around. Wow. He's he's really working you hard. Yeah, he, he really is. Now, and now, you know, I'm you know telling him to get a job all this time. He finally gets a job, and I realize he's not here to do the work at home, which not cool. Right. Whatsoever. Well, you could pay a competitive wage. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. That's a that's a good point. I, I guess I'll just do this. I'll do it myself. But yeah. The, no, I, I meant pay him. I know. <laughs> I know. Now, when you put it that way, it does make it seem better to, to do it myself. But biggest problem with that is, is figuring out, uh, I had to like, like, you got this dirt and I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with all this dirt i dug up here from our lawn like what what am i gonna do with this sort of uh i mean i don't have a can you make a little berm on part of your yard or or don't really want to top dress uh some of the little dips in some of the other areas of the yard it's a a little more than than i have spaces (laughs) for that so i'm create a a raised garden bed yeah i suppose maybe something i know if i wanted to do any of that it would work but so I have, if anybody needs some just dirt I dug up out of the ground, I don't know. I guess Glad you didn't dig it up for some someplace else. Yeah. So that's been that's that's my exciting uh, weekend of activity. Yeah. Anything anything exciting for you, Caleb? Uh, we went and checked out Penelope's Saturday. Oh yeah, Fantastic. packed house. Loved it. What'd you get there? I got it was their special. It was the uh, the chicken fried. Uh, chicken fried steak and it's all cut up over hash browns. Yes. And a bunch of g- nice gravy. Nice. Sausage gravy. That sounds like you needed a they nap They did afterwards. have a couple of uh, over-easy eggs they put on top of it. Oh, I'm, look at my secrets already getting out. <laughs> uh, Millie really enjoyed it because they brought her an apple juice, and she hammered that thing in like 87 seconds. Oh, yeah? Okay. And they were like, now you don't have juice for the rest of right. the time we're here. Right. Yeah. Brenda and the crew do a nice job there. They were great. They they were great. Talked talked with uh talked with Brenda there a little bit. Yeah, it was uh it was a good time uh going and checking that. And of course, I had to get Millie uh, uh pictures with the uh the 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 chrome everything the, the, the out chrome front. Praying mantis cricket whatever it is. Yeah, that's good. She thought those were very cool. Yeah, they are. Uh, all right. Well, good. Glad everybody had a uh, good weekend. Back at it here now this week. Um, and Mark, I know you're opening story is a a sad one here from saturday night uh but a uh, this is on the uh, north 11th street bridge that just just uh just south of the mcdonald's up there on cornhusker okay you know if you're coming south you turn on south 11th and then it turns into 10th eventually yeah. but the bridge there on uh 11th yeah evidently uh, just drove off the bridge okay um driver as you reported pronounced dead on the scene we don't have more information uh than that investigation is still going on on that hazardous materials in the area as well and so um 
um, uh, scary scene there uh, out on North 11th Street on Saturday night. Uh, any other headlines we need to get to here from Well, of course, week? an arrest in the uh, murder of that uh, 17-year-old uh, about a week and a half ago. Um, the uh, uh, Damien Brave was shot at that house party. Yeah. And arrest of an 18-year-old. They found him um, in Detroit. Oh, really? Kashawn McCree. My goodness. He's a Lincolnite, but he was arrested by U.S. Marshals and other uh, law enforcement in Detroit. So, Okay. Working on that. Uh, Several little uh, house fires over the weekend. Uh, We haven't gotten a lot of detail from LFR yet, but uh, I'm sure we'll have details at briefing this morning. But in a big uh, brush fire, grass fire underway over in Cass County, uh, Mm -hmm. over on Lake Wakanda, they uh, had evacuated several residences in that area. No reports of buildings being damaged so far, but... I think there was more than a dozen different fire departments and 75 firefighters and some specialty equipment. They'd even called in some um, earth-moving equipment. So Okay. Wow. That, that actually jumped a river from southwest Iowa. It, wow. That's where the fire started. So. Jeez. So those, uh, those are the major ones. Uh, at least border regents uh, had their meeting Friday, uh, facing some financial headwinds, according to President Ted Carter. And uh, the Huskers uh, did all right over the weekend. On the diamond. Yep, they did. Uh, two and one. So, uh, a good, good road series victory. And you've got Northwestern coming in this coming weekend. That's one where you, uh, I mean, in all honesty, you go in because they're the worst team in the league right now. They've had plenty that. of problems. You should sweep that. And then if you can do that, you're sitting pretty good. Hopefully, knock on wood, at uh, seven and two mm-hmm. in the league. You don't want to count the chickens before they're hatched, but that'd be probably get you right in the top, maybe two spots in the league. Uh, as you uh, are about, what, a third of the way into conference season. So that'd be very nice. And then real quick, back to to some news issues. I don't know, Mark, if you had a chance to see the Nebraska Examiner article this morning, uh, but it broke down a little bit of what's next with voter ID. This is yep. something that we haven't talked a ton about, uh, just because it's among the things that has been a casualty of the filibusters that have been going on. But there was some talk uh, in the initial bill for voter ID about some real stringent Things including uh, getting a notary public if you're voting by mail to verify that uh, you are who you say you are, um, and then some of the other just strong restrictions on voting voting by mail. It sounds like the uh, the the committee members, the people who are supporting some of these things, and this got voted into law, so you got to do something. But they they want to take away some of the stringency that was part of the initial bill on this thing. And so they're going to create a new voter ID bill, according to this Nebraska Examiner article. And basically, they essentially want to get rid of that notary requirement, uh, doesn't want to also limit anybody who can vote by mail. There was some talk about, in the initial bill, having it be a very select, specific group of people that has a hardship or is unable to vote by mail. Uh, evidently, this new, the new look of the voter ID will simply be that you've got to allow someone, you've got to have someone verify a voter's identity before that person sends in the ballot. Now, who can that be? Uh, according to the Examiner article, it could be a spouse, a caregiver, a significant other, someone like that, not necessarily a notary public that has to verify it. So that would apparently make things a little bit. Expect to have a, a, little a bit easier. revised bill by tomorrow. 
yeah. they, they get back into session. And they had been kind of waiting on some of the legal opinions about the language of it at, at this point. And so they're going to rework the foundation of the whole committee proposal that came out. They're going to talk to the state agencies and see how, how that works. And um, essentially, they don't want to, they want to get to the point where it can pass this year. Um, but they have to. Since, yeah, <laughs> since they've got, well, sometimes these things take a while after, even after yeah, a ballot that's, initiative that's passes. True. We've seen that with some other issues as well. But um, perhaps, a, perhaps a little compromise, which we haven't seen, you know, a ton of yet uh, that has been successful, at least in the Nebraska <laughs> maybe, legislative session. Maybe the understatement of the session right, right? there. Yeah, so. yeah. Exactly. Um, how important is it the Jazz Shelley coming back? I just read that uh, this this morning yeah. too. We had that, uh, yeah, we had that last week. Did you? We okay. had that a few days ago. I, but... I, I missed that. I'm yeah. sorry. I changed the subject. No, that's okay. No, it's it, right. it, it, since you brought it up, it's a very big deal. It's a very big deal because you see the number of the number of high level uh, for women's basketball players, Haley Van Lith leaving uh, leaving Louisville. That that was big over the weekend, and that that's. All American caliber players, and for Jazz Shelley, first team All Big Ten. It's a very big deal when you can get your your players to come yeah. back and, and not transfer somewhere. As we know, Izzy Bourne is going to go play in Australia, but get, Jazz coming back is a is a huge boost to what the ceiling is for Nebraska women's basketball next year. Okay, good yep. to hear. And another, I mean, if we're we're talking about those sorts of things. Another day, another week passes, and we still don't have the men's basketball yeah. player who's kind of in the same scenario as Jazz Shelley, where they could go back home internationally, mm-hmm. start looking toward you know maybe domestically or uh, uh, a chance to play professionally, and I guess transfer is a possibility as well. But I'm talking about Casey Tominaga. Yeah, I don't know, Caleb. It sort of feels like the season ended, and it kind of felt like it was going to be a long shot for him to stay. Every Day every week that passes, and I know I shouldn't set myself up for this. I kind of have a better feeling that he's going to stick around, which would sure be interesting. Yeah, it does feel like the longer it goes on, that there's the better chance that Casey comes back. Now, here's the part where it gets worrisome: when you get to the summer, and he is able to go visit home, do, right. does he come back? Right. Maybe you wait till school ends. I think, which I, is hard for planning purposes, because here you got. Fred and his assistants flying out to to Washington State to yeah. to talk to Hunter Salas, right? And you've got, I mean, you're right in the people, transfers are making decisions right now as we speak. Yeah, that's one of those where you want to give Casey all the time in the world to make the decision. On the other hand, as a program, you have to know where your scholarships are. Right. You have to know where guys are going to slot in, so, are you so that you can yeah. plan. Because if if you don't have Casey coming back, you go, okay, well. Whether it's a starter, or if you think you have a guy who can step into that starting role, someone off the bench who can fill in minutes at the guard position, right. and not just at the guard position, but definitely at the scoring position. Yeah, that you got to have someone that can go out there and get you some buckets when you absolutely need them. Because what did we see down the stretch? We knew that ball was going to get to Casey at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, even when teams started to really face guard him and try to take the ball away, at some point he was going to get the ball in transition and two or three possessions in a row was just going to let it rip. Yep. And that's that's what you had to live with. I don't know that Nebraska necessarily has that guy outside of some offseason development. Nebraska doesn't really have that guy coming back yeah. right now. Be exciting. They could get they could get Hunter Salas, and I know they're in on 
another Omaha uh, kid who went out west, Latrell Whitesell, and um, they're in on both. Boy, if they could bring a couple of guys like that in, keep Casey around, it'd sure provide a lot of excitement. We didn't know that was going to be there for, for next Nebraska. Still got to figure out that season. Biggs position, though. That's another one, yeah. And they got a guy, they got another guy they're looking at there for that as well. Um, and then the other thing that I, I wanted to mention, guys, before we take our break, uh, getting back to some news items, uh, the gas station right by my house was uh, was driving by it this morning. Just happened to notice the uh, prices there three thirty nine. Uh, this well, this one always seems to be a little higher than everywhere else, but it was three fifty five. Oh boy, I saw three thirty nine day yeah. before yesterday. So. Three fifty five, and we're gonna have a little bit more on this in the sound off. But OPEC cut production, uh, and that's had some reverberations in the oil markets and. Yeah, it looks like we're on our way back up, guys, toward the uh, toward that four dollar number here, and and you you typically have going into this time of year, usually toward Memorial Day, when it yeah, seems little, to peak every year. Up, but. Yeah, it it seems to peak every year around that time, and uh, this is no exception. And it looks like instead of hovering around that three dollar number, we're probably going to be closer to hovering around that four dollar number for yeah. a little while now. So you might want to might want to fill up uh, sooner than later if you want to save a few bucks on that. So there you go. Uh, that's what we got going on today. Oh, and, I, and here's something. I okay. just, just found out that Earl is real mixed up. Why's that? Earl. What? Earl? Is real mixed up. <laughs> Thank you for the breaking breaking news. Uh, all right. We'll take a break at 625. Uh, sports is next. Yes. <laughs> We'll say that. Sports is next. This is Alan Kennedy with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Love KLIN? Tell us why with a voice message in the free KLIN app. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. But first, uh, heads up, I know it's very early in the week, and it seems weird to already look at the very end of it, but I think it's worth noting right now that our continued April request line Fridays that are brought brought to you by DaVinci's will continue. Gave away a $45 gift certificate last week. We'll do that again this Friday. And so uh, we're going to be announce the keyword on Friday. You can you can wait to do your request then and and put it with that, or you can request early uh, and just send us the keyword on its own on Friday and have a chance to win. And we'll do that throughout the Fridays in April to celebrate Da Vinci's forty fifth anniversary. But but I do want to say this: uh, we do have a theme 
for this week. This was a yes. very popular one last week, so we are going to do it again this week. I uh, this coming weekend, I am uh, I am going to be spending the overnight hours on Saturday into Sunday being the post prom DJ at uh, <laughs> at Lincoln East High School, and I know there are other proms that are going on in the area either this weekend or probably the next couple of weekends as well. And so we're going back to your uh, to your high school prom. So we're going to take you back, and we want to hear if there is a specific song or theme that you remember uh, with your prom, uh, a specific slow dance or something else that you just remember was a part of it in the era of your prom, or if you don't have a specific memory but you have you have uh, a, a song that's just sort of associated with that time. Uh, that maybe spring of maybe your senior year in high school, and you want to shout that out, and uh, wherever you you went, hey, and again, you can shout out your old date to your. Uh, we did that last time yeah. too. Shout out your old date, <laughs> what he or she may be up to right now. Uh, oh man, this was the. Or if you're married to that that date now, this Some was of them were. the uh, the show a year ago where we really started diving into true value. Yes, yeah, the the small town tux rental situation, <laughs> which I learned all about. Although, you know, we uh, my my son's going, and he uh, after consultation with uh, mom and dad, in this year instead of renting a tux, which by the way can be expensive, yep. even more. But you know what we d- we decided to do this year, which I think is smart. I don't know why I didn't do this. Probably because the price difference wasn't that much, but instead. Well, we're just uh, we're just getting a suit. We're just getting a suit because you need a suit anyway. You're yeah. going to eventually need a suit at that point. You're going to spend more, but maybe not that much more than renting one night of a tux. So here's here's the thing: if he wears it twice, it's paid for. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, it's essentially. Yeah, and you know, moving on, it's a good thing to have, and you're going to eventually start probably interviewing for internships and. And and doing all of those things, and who knows what else could come up. So, yeah, earlier I don't th- I don't know I don't know when I got my first suit. I don't think it was until like a full suit. I don't think it was until I was in law school. Full suit? Yeah, I've never owned a full. Suit. You've never owned a full suit? No, really? No. I mean, of course, you can do the mix and match with the slacks and yeah, the jacket. Yeah, I've got and, some slacks. I've got a jacket. And that's just kind of what I've done. Yeah, but I've never once owned a full full suit. Yeah. Well, so that is, uh, plus bow ties don't seem that cool anymore. Bow ties should be cooler. Well, I feel like they should the be. bow tie, there's always one per, like, I feel like, I don't know that Nebraska has one of these, but you know, the, like the Tennessee legislature was getting a lot of attention for potentially yeah. bad reasons last week. But I noticed in some, there was all, there was one state Senator that was wearing a bow tie. You always got that one politician who's just going to wear a bow tie yep. all the time. And you're like, okay, that's your bow tie guy. It does. It stands out. It. It's like, oh, look look at you with the bow tie. Or somebody will go on. I as, bet you wear a fedora, too. As one of the pundits on the news stations yeah. and always got a bow tie on. You're like, okay. Well, aren't, aren't you quirky? <laughs> look at you. Look at you. <laughs> it says I can be formal and quirky at the same time. 
All right, what should we start with today, everyone? Uh, ladies on the presidential race, hey, only a year and a half until we pick the next president. Everybody excited? Trump's indictment so far has proved to be a real boon for his campaign. From a fundraising standpoint, he continues to rake in the dough, hauling in over $12 million since being indicted. And now he's going after DeSantis' dollars, emailing a memo to donors with internal polling results that they claim shows a two-to-one head-to-head advantage over the Florida governor. Now, DeSantis has yet to enter the race, but as we reported, PAC supporting him has raised a whopping $30 million since early March. Meanwhile, Nikki Haley reports she has hauled in more than $11 million in the first six weeks of her campaign from 70,000 donations from all 50 states. That was one of our questions on... uh request or excuse me on ticket thursday's current events quiz was about how nikki haley had raised that much money which was kind of surprising uh but she she went ahead and declared her candidacy and has gone forward with that which makes it a little bit easier that some of the other candidates have have not it's gonna be you know it'll be it'll be obviously something that'll be fascinating to see how people vote it 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 seems as though i mean i don't think i'm making an unreasonable claim when i say that trump will probably end up being the most popular among the the candidates in the primary but probably also isn't the best bet to win a general election uh-huh. and so do people vote with the one with the candidate that they like the most or the one that they think has the best chance of winning a general election because I think that may not in some cases may not be now you may disagree with my assessment on that whole thing and wasn't that whatever. how Joe to, Biden to got their own the, the primary it was they the the thought process was he had the best chance to beat yeah, Trump in the general nobody was excited yeah nobody seemed that excited I mean remember that it was all about Buttigieg and yeah and Harris and and a whole bunch of these other because ones I and, I would bet if you were if you were taking that that same group of primary candidates at the time and it was voting, who would you like to lead the Democrat Party going forward? I would think the votes would be different than who do you want to put forth to go against Trump? Right. Who has the best chance to beat right. Trump? Well, and like, and if you look at it from the real base, like the ones that aren't on on the you know the Democratic side that is not you wouldn't call them centrist. I mean, they were kind of coalescing around like Elizabeth Warren at yeah. that time. Remember that? Yeah. Um, which she would have had a, I think a much harder time. <laughs> the, I mean, like it or not, like it or not, but I I think now we saw we at least we saw four years ago some level of of being in the middle gives you a better shot at winning the general election. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know how that it, again. I take issue with the way that we describe the political spectrum anymore, as in Trump is quote, the most conservative because he's definitely not. He's just, <laughs> I mean, that's just a, we throw out that word. Like it means something that those are two different things at this point, conservative policy versus, you know, Trump, Trump policy and Trumpism and, yeah. and all of those. Those are two very different things. Yeah. If you're going, in my opinion. So if you're going by the, the, the base definitions, <laughs> Trump and Biden but, are actually really close. But the question is the the question is who um who in that field do you think if it's not Trump that that would be the most likely to to win a general election I guess probably against Biden 
Who is it then? I would think is DeSantis. it DeSantis? I think DeSantis. just because right now he's kind of got the name, the name recognition. Well, you got You I, I mean, you you got to have a name, and I know we're a, a a year and a half out from from that actual general election. Yep. But who 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 else is going I, to to have the name and the funding and be able to to have enough of the party together? I still think it probably you're probably right. Probably is DeSantis. Still think Tim Scott is is gonna yeah get, you've been I riding this dark horse here he's gonna get into this thing um somehow i could be totally wrong on that but i just have a little bit of a gut feeling about that i think he might be one with that they think kind of fits that role does it not feel like too much of a long shot though maybe but i mean ever who even a year who, out from the primary who isn't a long i mean who besides trump and DeSantis, who isn't a long shot yeah, is true. there a third person you could describe that isn't a long shot you know, I always I always do this where I go back to the the prediction markets and and try. What are those? Look. Those are like the penny stocks, right? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of um, let's see. D- nominee is uh, Trump, DeSantis, Haley is three, Tim Scott is four, uh, then Glenn Youngkin, then Mike Pompeo, then Mike Pence, and then Christy Noem. I don't even know if she's running. I mean, then you got Romney, Cruz, and then you get to Tucker Carlson. So goes off the rails pretty quickly there. Yeah. Uh, so there are, I mean, there are a lot of yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of long shots. Uh, we talked about this earlier. Gas prices uh, on the way up again in Lincoln and around the country. Gas prices are rising across the U.S. and may soon top four dollars a gallon if the OPEC plus cartel follows through with the plan to slash oil production next month by more than one million barrels a day. Plus, we're nearing the summer driving season, which increases demand and prices. As of Saturday, the national average for regular was 360 a gallon Ooh. according to AAA that's up nearly 10 cents in one week but still less than a year ago when it was more than $4 a gallon 414 to be exact Carmen Roberts Fox News All right um it looks as I'm looking at gas buddy right now the low end in Lincoln right now is 330 that's the that's kind of the low end right now not counting your your membership clubs the high end as i said i don't know if I, it's the highest in town but it's probably close is the i saw 355 this morning yeah. so 330 to 355 is kind of where you're at depending on which part of the city that you're in right at the moment um uh, you'll be interested in this one caleb so the ncaa kind of how do we get into the situation that we're in with nil right now <laughs> yeah. where you've got these collectives that are you know paying out tons of bucks to these players for nil i don't know if there's really even much of a quid pro quo there as in you know you thought of nil you thought of i always go back to the decoldus crawford ad that he did Mm -hmm. for nil for that hvac company that's i think the way people conceived of nil was that it's literally about using your name image likeness to benefit someone else and you get reimbursed for that essentially where there's a tangible return on investment there's a t-shirt with a you know a jersey with your name on it or a t-shirt with your name on it or you're the spokesperson for a restaurant or Mm -hmm. or something like that that's kind of how i thought but it's become we all know this now it's become way more than that where people are just getting packages when they come in from collectives that are fundraising essentially on this the ncaa the reason it is is because the ncaa got cold feet in trying to make rules about this thing because they got taken to court for everything and they lost. So they basically said, all right, we're just stepping back and you guys, we're just going to let this go now without putting things on this. And now they're saying, 
well, there's one entity that we think might have more power than us to do this and isn't going to get everything reversed judicially, and that is the United States Congress. So that is their next step. The rules on the field, court, or track are clear, but almost anything goes off the field. The push is for Congress to do what the NCAA can't, establish a rule book for college athletes to make money. Congress recently probed the issue at a hearing. Dozens of athletes signed NIL deals during March Madness. Those in revenue sports like basketball and football can earn millions. Texas quarterback Arch Manning, grandson of NFL great Archie Manning, inked a deal worth $3.8 million. There's a disparity for athletes in other sports, but some put the extra cash toward their future. So will Congress get involved in this and some and and by the way what kind of jurisdiction do they have exactly here those will be <laughs> questions that go along with this what will they look like how will it change i don't know do you feel like we're on a uh, uh, on a path to a bad place with this i mean it, it does feel gross uh, to me at least yeah. simply because it's it, it's the highest the highest bidder the highest collective hold all the cards in this situation. And is that, I mean, is that the scenario we've been going to here? Well, and, and there's there's no regulations on the collectives. That's the part that starts to feel really dirty to me. And then because those collectives are technically not part of part of the programs, there's a, an entire world of tampering going on, reaching out to players. It's like, yes, from here in Lincoln, it's fantastic to see uh, an all Big East player leave Creighton. Like that's cool. That that should help Nebraska next year in that game. But you can't you, with one hundred percent certainty, Nebhard was contacted way before he entered the transfer portal. Right. Like those are maybe the t- by a collective. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most likely by a collective. Right. And those collectives have to in a in a certain world or certain sense work with the program. So right. it's how much are the programs be or directing the collectives and it's it's so dirty but what what is the actual process that you could go down? What are the actual solutions? Yeah, the actual that's... the actual solutions end up being the thing that the NCAA didn't want at all in the beginning that the universities didn't want at all in the beginning and that's where the student athletes become employees of the university. That's the only way that you can then regulate essentially salary caps right on what your teams have right because I mean, with, without them being truly part of the university that's the only way that you can regulate what that money is it sounded like it sounded like a terrible idea in the past but it's sounding less like that now that we are where we are right now i mean what knowing else? the alternative right or, or do you require some sort of fair market value for what they're providing and who assesses that and you know right i mean because arch manning is making three million bucks not because he's doing commercials or anything like it's because he's playing. Yeah. It's paying him to play. Yes. Essentially, which was not the idea. It's not the use of his name, image, and likeness for other ventures. Can you get it back to that somehow? I don't know. Well, but it, I think you're right. I mean, I think that it's got to have to be a major, a major kind of sea change uh, systemically in this whole thing. Well, in the part on the. What do what are the people that donated money to whatever the Longhorn Collective, whatever it is, for Arch Manning? 
Well, Arch Manning is going to be at some dinner that they have access to. He might not be sitting at their table, but that's how they go, well, no, he made an appearance at right. this. That's what he's getting paid for. And it's like, well. Yeah, it's an appearance. Yeah, that's true. I mean, how much is that? Is that <laughs> so everyone's. If you're making three appearances a year, can you justify $3 million, right? And everyone's that, got wildly different appearance fees right. and speaking fees, whatever that is. But yeah, it's it's in a place right now. That it needs a lot of change, and the worst thing the NCAA could have done coming out of the COVID pandemic was just say, fine, we've been losing court cases, you guys figure it out, yeah. because they had to know that there was no way it was going to be anything under control. Uh, this is the uh, final week. I don't know if you guys are late-night TV watchers, or maybe you just catch them all on YouTube the day, uh, the day afterward, but uh, James Corden is wrapping up his stint on the CBS Late Late Show this week. I'm James Corden, and this, this is the Late Late Show. Roll the title! The final episodes for the CBS Late Show series, The Late Late Show with James Corden begins, ending its eight-year run with a lineup of guests that would make an award show producer blush. Do you think OJ did it? From the Kardashian family to Tom Cruise and everyone in between, will join Corden in the final weeks. Blackpink will be one of three final carpool karaoke segments with the final carpool karaoke airing April 27th. Michelle Polino, Fox News. So the crazy thing, I mean, that show, it's probably true of Jimmy Fallon too. Uh, maybe a little less so of Jimmy Fallon. I've watched minutes of this live ever in my life. I've watched hours and hours of it on on youtube or on their website after the fact yeah with a carpool karaoke or one of the you know crazy games or the things that are really made to go viral on or there's a crazy interview Mm. that's where i'm watching it every single time i don't think i've ever once watched it live i don't know if i i probably have but not much Definitely not much. That's not really a time you're awake, I'm sure. No, yeah. there's. I'm not really either. There are some shows that aren't that late that aren't necessarily when I'm awake. Yeah. Uh, One more or not? we got to go. Yeah, we can do one. All right, one more. Uh, Weekend box office. Oh, boy. It's the battle between between Mario and uh, Affleck and Damon. I know who won that. The Super Mario Brothers movie leaps to the top of the box office, pulling in $204.6 million in its first five days in North American theaters. The film, which stars Chris Pratt and Jack Black, broke records for video game adaptations and animated films. Bowser is coming. I'm not afraid. I'll do anything for my brother. We're going to save him. A biopic on legendary NBA player Michael Jordan comes in second place. The Ben Affleck-directed Air pulled in $20.2 million since its release Wednesday. In addition to directing, Affleck stars in Air, along with Matt Damon, Chris Tucker, and Viola Davis. Joe Chiro, Fox News. You know, here's something I almost never say when we do the weekend box office. I could see both of those in the theater. I agree. I think I would do both of them. I Very agree. rarely do you, does it hit me like that. Really want to see the Mario Brothers one. All right, 67, we'll take a break. It's LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. 
Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. When- Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Hi, right, greetings. Welcome in. 49 degrees in the capital city on our way to a high in the upper 70s. Uh, yeah, fair to say, fair to say we've kind of crossed a threshold here. Weather-wise, and it uh, it definitely feels like spring and looks like the extended forecast. Although for Saturday we got a weird forty-eight day mixed in, but uh, a lot of eighties today. Uh, I fired up I fired up the old outdoor griddle this week uh, weekend and did Easter brunch on that. And I know there are some people who who kind of grill year round. They use do the outdoor cooking year round, but uh-huh. for a lot of other people, they're. You know, it's just really getting back into that season. Maybe it has a little bit now, but probably fair to say we're now officially in it. If you're an you're an outdoor cooker, um, full time now. Once again, if if you've got those things, whether it be grill, smoker, you know, outdoor griddle, all these, all these. Some people have outdoor pizza ovens. Never yeah. quite understood that one, but we've got for uh for my Traeger, we've got one of those like this blanket wrap thing that goes around it so it can keep the temperature even in the uh in the winter yeah keep it all balanced yeah, the, there so so some people do it year round. the thing that i i always i almost always just go straight to the grill for for everything so like the big things that we'll make at our house you know obviously burgers hot dogs those sorts of things brats uh-huh. and then uh you know tr- chicken wings mm-hmm. chicken breasts uh, pork we'll do pork tenderloin a decent amount. All of those things. I like and, doing pizza in the smoker. Pizza in the, okay. So I've ne- I've never done pizza outside. I've never had a desire to do pizza outside, but I know a lot of people brilliant like to. But I'm curious, like for for when you make uh, you and the listeners, I'm curious. Texas and maybe some of you have some good good hacks here. Uh, are you are you like me? Are you always going to the grill for all of those things? You know, even obviously maybe in the off season you are but are there some things where you're like you know what now i like this better in the oven or i like to use an air fryer on some of these things Oof. or i like to use a a cast iron skillet for some, like there are some people on steaks now i don't know where people land on this there are some people on steaks who say you use a cast iron skillet before you use a grill on that thing uh-huh which i've never now I have I I can't say I do that or would do that. It's because it's usually just about a quantity thing and a mess thing. That's usually what it's more about. Yeah. But I'm curious. What are your are are you are you going to the grill for everything every time if you've got it or if you don't or you're not? What are you going to with specific things? Here's where I'm at on that. If I have the option, if it's if it's a food item that I could make. On the stovetop in the oven, the air fryer, or on my smoker, we're going to the smoker. And I know use it effectively as a grill. I'll just crank the temperature up on it. We won't we won't do 
30 minutes at 215 or whatever. We'll just crank it up to high and, and grill stuff out there if, they, if it's hot dogs or I've done uh, I've done burgers out there where you've got them on for 20 minutes and they just really? go nice and slow, get a little bit smoky. You take them off for a couple minutes, then you heat it up and you get a nice little nice little char on both sides. The only th- see the the smoker so many of the smoker projects just take a long time. Like I you, you know, sometimes I'll do like a Big pork butt and do pulled pork, but that's yep. a day long process. Well, that's you're be- going to do that. Okay, you'll now, do brisket. That's a day long process. Yeah, if you're doing it, I did turkey a couple Thanksgivings yeah, ago. Turkey out of the like when when you're doing those types of things, you are building that around. I'm sitting on the porch or the garage or right. wherever. Yeah, we're drinking and hanging out. Yeah, that's like a, a weekend. You know, well planned ahead right. situation, which most of my meal, which I totally get that. For quick things in the smoker, the only thing I really do like quick is sometimes wings and sometimes like pork tenderloin. I'll still do I'll hot. Do I'll still do hot dogs on my Traeger. Okay, there's no okay. Well, and you you've got a different situation because I have I have a gas grill and I've got an electric yep. smoker, so I've got those two things. Yep. So there's no reason I'm never putting hot dogs in my electric smoker. It is, I'm just man, not. they taste great though. Really? Yeah. The smoke gets is is it the smoke taste? Yeah. Is it really just make a little a bit difference? smoky? Use some of the uh, some of the apple wood. All right, I've never really thought about that. Let me ask you this. What meat do you do, if any, in an air fryer? In an air fryer? Well, I, I guess because I've never tried this anywhere else, but uh, the chicken parmesan. Okay. I, I've got with like With like chicken breasts? With chicken breasts. I've all, every time I've done chicken breasts in the air fryer, drier than crap. Yeah. That's always the issue there. <laughs> Which, I mean, uh, chicken breast is kind of that way anyway, because it's not very fatty anyway, but that's always... I've never I have not found a way that I like chicken breast other than other than right off the grill. Yeah. Other than that I'm almost un from a I mean they're healthy, but from a taste perspective, I'm uh-huh. never doing that. In fact, I started buying thighs lately just cuz they're cheaper <laughs> and they also if you're going to do it like an air fryer, I would go with those. Like wings I think work good in the air fryer. Uh-huh. But again, yep. a lot fattier meat than a chicken breast is, and so I'll do wings, but that that's the chicken breast is one where it's never now maybe there's a maybe some people bake it and maybe they've got a so a I I've, that, I've done chicken parmesan before I had an air fryer I would I would bake it in the oven that that's how I would do it okay uh, but the air fryer makes the process so much quicker and we don't even have a really big one so you have to like rotate them a little bit right so it'll be like five minutes for one of them or well for two breasts because you cut it in half yeah that's the other thing is not big enough um, yeah so it's basically one breast is in there. For like five minutes, then you set it in the microwave. Then you do the other breast for like five minutes. Then you s- swap them yeah, out. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Here's the thing: it works really, really well. Yeah, I would be interested to try this on a uh, on a on a flat top, though. Yeah, see, and I don't use a flat. I use flat top for burgers sometimes. Yeah, and that's about it for for me. I'm doing the flat top when I got a bunch of vegetables and stuff, and a bu- like I just got a bunch of stuff, um, and I don't want to use a bunch of pans. That's usually it now. The I've never some people I know do burgers and do like we'll do steaks in an air fryer. Wow, I've heard, I've never done either of those. I'm curious if people have success with that. If they either don't have a grill or don't want to go out in the in the winter and you do, I've thought about it, but I can't bring myself to do it. If I'm not putting, if I'm not putting those on my on my Traeger, yeah, then I'm gonna do I'm gonna do those on a stovetop. Like like if they, if those are my options for what I have I I'm I not just doing never burgers tried it any, in any I'm fry. not I don't think I've made a burger indoors 
almost ever. I just, I mean, I'd I'd rather go out. We did a couple times this winter. Very. And what you just on a on like a on a, in a just a regular on your, skillet. On, your sto- on a skillet on the yeah. top, on the top of your burner. Yeah, yeah. So I, we would just do it in a in one skillet, and um, the way I would do it was there was enough uh, there was enough oil in the bottom. Basically, like you're just frying it. Okay. Um, but then I would get a smaller skillet and when and then go and essentially sear. Uh, both sides of the burgers afterwards, just so that they they kind of hold in some of that. You get a nice little crisp on the outside, okay. nice little okay. crunch. Okay. Uh, so I've learned. Uh, so I this is going to be the purists are not going to like this, but I'll buy also because they're s- somewhat cheaper. Sometimes I'll buy the pre cooked shrimp, the shrimp that's already cooked but it's frozen. Yeah. Now there's an air fryer thing. Uh-huh. Okay. You thaw those babies out. You you season them however you want to, maybe a little lime juice, maybe a little tequila or something like that. Air fryer, those things are great if you do the the pre cooked ones. And see, that's the that's almost the best way I think to do those. <laughs> that's the one meat that I'm always that I that's a go to for me almost every single time. Yeah, um, but there are some. And then the other one, the the other thing is uh, the the pressure cooker on the instant pot. I'll tell you what, guys, the go to for that. That if you don't have a if you don't have a smoker or don't want to do a long oven type thing with that, but you like pulled pork, you get one of those smaller pork butts, uh-huh. cut it up, you sear it a little bit first, and then you just put that thing in the pressure cooker for an hour, and it's done. Really, one hour, one hour, perfectly shreddable. Just put a little chicken broth underneath it or something, season it like you want to. That is a new go to for me. Does it taste? I used to always smoke. Good? Yes, I think so. It's about the season. Now, it doesn't... I mean, you can use liquid smoke, too, if you want the smoky flavor, but I used to never make the pulled pork, like pork butts, unless I was smoking the thing for in my smoker for, like I said, almost a full day. Yeah. That's been a game changer. I think I just... There's something about having the smoker going, like just having it going and being like, oh, I, I'm going to go check on it real quick. Right. And just like having I, some I know, but that, hanging out. I know, but I'm just... That's such a rare situation when you can do that at certain stages of life, right? Where it's like you got twenty four, you need twenty four hours essentially, yeah. For some, maybe that's a little long, depending on the size of what you're cooking. But I, well, I remember doing our doing doing that uh, that I turkey wish- for Thanksgiving. I started that the day before, yeah. And I set my alarm at a couple of intervals overnight because, like, I wasn't doing anything that Thanksgiving. I did that with turkey. Yeah, same thing with, and then with those big pork butts too. I mean, you cook it low, you cook it really low, and you're trying to get it up to 200 degrees usually in that range yeah. before it's before it's done. I now here's the thing, because I was so used to, okay, just go open a beer, let's go out and check. Middle of the night, what happens when like your brain's not thinking? You go, let's go through the motions. So the first thing I did was I went to the fridge and I cracked one, and then like two seconds later, I went, "What the hell am I doing?" (laughs) So I was like, "All right, I guess at three in the morning, we're just going to sit out here for a little bit." And then the ultimate question that I just hesitate to take on because I screw them up so much: Do you do ribs, and how do you do ribs? Well, like, like whether or not you do those ba- on the smoker. Ba- yeah, is it? Do you do them on the smoker? Yeah. Oh, again, that's a six-hour, six-hour process, right? Five-hour process. Yeah. Okay. What you ever do ribs? Like, you want them more quickly than that? Have you? Ever, do, I, do people ne- just bake them, throw them in the grill? I I've think you never done pressure. them any other way. You've never done them except for a six-hour process. Yes. 
three, two, one method or something like that. Yeah, that's it. Three hours, two hours foiled, and then one with the sauce yeah. on it. Yeah, I've never once done it where it's like, like what? Are you just gonna bake it in the oven? It, sure, some people do. No, that. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not yeah. saying that's wrong. Just I've I never guess. done that. I've never like tried to do that. But I, I've tried it various ways to speed it up, and what you get. I mean, they taste fine, but they're just tough. Yeah, I and uh, I'm just I'm ashamed with how poorly I do with ribs. <laughs> Sometimes I'm disappointed in myself because everybody loves them. I've probably done them three times ever, though. So and how how did they turn out? The first time was god awful. Usually, oh really? Just because it was the first time, and I was like, okay, let's try to follow this, follow this, follow this. Then it's like, okay, well, you can follow any any directions for something, but then it becomes okay. Well, I should have done longer here, shorter here. Yeah. I should have definitely had them. <laughs> I, I should have uh, tried to season them better with this. Yeah, like there's all those little things That's, that you just ribs, learn. It's through always the process, about the toughness. But, yeah, it's always, and and if you're trying to do them fast, that usually is the problem with that. Any any good info on the text line for many of these? Things? Uh, a lot of people, I, and I think they were talking air fryer, but a lot of people big on shrimp and fish with shrimp the air fryer. Shrimp in the air fryer. I my I know my mom does salmon in the air fryer a lot. She loves doing salmon in the air fryer. And Brad Nobody Fox Hollow was. says, if you want quick ribs, just call takeout. Yeah. Good, good ribs are going to take that long process. I know. I did. Well, I kind of put them on the grill and sort of tried to do them low and slow once and didn't. Now, on my gas grill, that didn't work. Now, it could also be that you could have um, you could have them cooked up already, and then you go and you just kind of get the char and get them Yes, get them I've up. done that. I've taken them out of the smoker, and yeah. I've done that. Yep. But... All right. I have love I need more tips. I need more tips. Have people done and I've I've heard this but I've never done it like a like slow cooker ribs? Like you put them in crock pot? That's true. I think you can do them with the pressure cooker too. Yeah. But you don't have much room depending on I mean, you got to kind of cut them in half into the small ones. Do that whole thing. Uh, well, Janice just said my daughter cooks ribs in a crock pot. Crock pot. Yeah. Again, got to have time. Out of time. The nice hey. thing about the crock pot, though, is you set that and you go and just with the rest of your day. Like you don't. Right. Most of the time, you don't have to check on those. I at still all. say one of the most underrated meats, though, is the pork tenderloin. Yeah. Cheap. It's just make you get it good season on the outside. You do it on. You can do it on the grill. You can do it in a smoker. You can do it on a grill. You got it takes a little bit longer, but not that much. And those are solid. Those are really good. Yeah. Good change up if you're having too much chicken. I love we need to have a bit more meat barbecue talk as we get into yeah, the summer. Do. I think we need a regular segment. Well, especially yeah. with the number of much madness places that exactly do barbecue. Right. Yeah, we bring in some experts. All right, seven twenty five to LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Want today's top news stories? Top Husker stories? You can get them sent straight to your inbox every afternoon. Just sign up for the daily for free at KLIN.com. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. All right, without any further ado, it is time to get us started with your morning drive. So let's go. 
number five. University Board of Regents met last Friday. President Ted Carter delivering remarks about challenges the system's facing and how they're going to address them. Uh, Like most institutions, Carter said, uh, inflation, enrollment challenges, and declining birth rates here in Nebraska and across the country. We've got to meet those challenges head on. Uh, Looking for a 3% funding increase from the state over the next two years, each year. Uh, Governor Pillen has put forth a 2% increase. Yeah, so uh, evidently they, I mean, there was an agreed upon compromise in in the legislature uh, with the university, and so uh, they the request, like you said, all right, I think you said three percent for each of the next two years. Appropriations appropriations committee voted to provide it was two point five percent, right? Yeah, so they the, gov- the governor had asked for a two percent. The governor too, so the appropriation yeah. kind of split the difference. Split the difference yeah. on on that whole thing. Um, it and you know it it sounds like. Carter is talking about the, you know, that the university will adapt. I, I will say this much, and it it does feel like a stark departure from a few times, I don't know, eight years ago, probably during the, I don't know if it was the Ricketts administration as much, the Heinemann administration a little bit, but you got to this time of the year when you were talking about the university budget and the governor and the state legislature, and that felt very tense. It was. Many, many times. It was. And it just, and I'm sure behind the scenes there are things happening. It just doesn't feel as tense as it used to in that in that situation, um, for whatever reason. Um, and I don't know if that's got to do with university leadership. I don't know if that's got to, you know, uh, got to do with who the governor has been and is here at this point. And you got some new members of the Education Committee. And yeah, the, or maybe and the, the Legislature. And the Appropriations Committee, both. Right. But there, I mean, here it was just like, well, they said 3%, they said 2%, we're going to split it down the middle, 2.5%. That's what we're going to be without a whole lot, you know, without a whole lot of hoopla, back and forth in the in the media, critique, all of those sorts of things. It's, I mean, I'm, I'm glad to see it. I think it's probably a lot better for the state when you don't have those things going on between two of the big institutions in the state. But yeah, it it's a challenge for colleges. I mean... Mark, we talk about the University of Nebraska. Some of these liberal arts, these smaller colleges that have, you know, that have higher tuition than the University of Nebraska does, um, they are really struggling to get students right yep. now. Unsurprisingly, for, I mean, for for a variety of reasons, in part because the people are exploring other options besides going to that kind of a college. Um, you know the price tag that goes along with it. I think there's a lot more. There's a lot more. Uh, I don't know, sensitivity is not the word, but awareness of the impact of student debt than I think there probably was when I was going to college, and and just the reality that goes along with it as well. I mean, look, I went to one of those those small schools. Well, the student debt. You know, the interest rate on student loans back in the day was very reasonable compared to what. Loans for mortgages and everything else were well. Yeah, you know what? Five years ago, the rates started coming down, and all of a sudden, that flipped. Right. Yeah. And and that has has made that debt mo- much more expensive in in real terms. Right. And, and the um, uh, moratoriums that were put in place because of the pandemic actually exacerbated the situation more. I mean, yeah. it gave them, but it draws that that payback out. 
So I just wonder. I don't. I mean, I'm not worried about this for the University of Nebraska, but I wonder if some of these smaller schools around the country are. I mean, if you're going to see some of these, just saying, you know what, we can't do it anymore. Oh. This is going. This is going to be the end. And of course, that has happened throughout history. But I wonder if it happens with places that are a little bit more familiar. I don't know, a little bit, you, and a little bit bigger. But you look at some of the, uh, the the bigger institutions, some of the longer, long-standing institutions. They've got endowments, and that's and, true. And that's a great that can point. Keep them going Redi- for a that's long, a great long point. Time. Red- some of these have ridiculous. One of my buddies went to uh, went to Saint Olaf up in Minnesota, and in Northfield, yeah, in Northfield, Minnesota, and they've got I don't know how. That well, sounds I, like I, they'd have a good. Hockey I team. learned about their endowment, and it was just re- is huge. So that's a. <laughs> That's also a really good those, point with some of these. But those that don't are the ones that might those be. Those Lutherans, they, they right. ponied up for St. Olaf. Listen, I also, when I went to school up in northwest Iowa, there was, in Lamar's Iowa, there was, was called Tikio Westmar, and then it was Westmar, and they struggled, and they eventually ceased to exist oh, after yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, there's, there's, but the other colleges then have a chance to benefit from those. Right, right, yeah. It's, it's a leveling off. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I'm thinking about a lot because I got a kid that age right now. But unless it's COD, you're, it's COD for you know, I would think for him, cash out of dad. Well, not not entirely, <laughs> no. But but again, it it's hard to unless there is a real reason that you want to be at a specific, smaller, more expensive school, i.e., playing a sport, a specific area of study, mm-hmm. something like that. I, I just feel like people. I, I feel like his generation is is a little bit less interested in that situation than I think mine was. Yeah, maybe. So, um, and maybe that ends up helping the university. I don't know. Big well, the, like the university could also get helped by you get more applicants, more people enrolled at the school when your athletics are doing well, particularly your football and men's basketball. Yeah. So if you have those two programs. If Trev Alberts can can lead those two programs in really getting things turned around, Matt Rule with football, no hopefully pressure. Hoiberg takes another step. But you see it happen with with places all over the country when they have those programs doing well. Right. As that's the uh, that's the, that's the gate in front of your house. I'm sure Gonzaga has some stories about that. There's other yeah. things going on. You know, the Innovation Campus for this particular uh, campus, anyway, is a, is a big boon. Yeah. On the Lincoln Business Beat this last week, um, Mike Flood, Congressman Mike Flood, talked about how he and, and others are working to get this Ag Research Center here at UNL. Yeah. So, I great. mean, those are all the things that can make and, a huge yeah. difference. And there's a lot of, yeah, there's you know, still a lot of growth. Innovation Campus is a great example, too. Right. It's... The, there are a lot of places in a lot worse situation, yep. I would say. And the bowling team's doing great. Yeah, let's get a natty. Let's yeah. do it. Number four. I'm going to take Channel 8's uh, uh, latest on this uh, Cass County uh, wildfire, yeah. 650 acres. Disaster was declared yesterday by Cass County and uh, requested help from the uh, state. Governor Pillen already approved that. National Guard sent some equipment. They've done some water drops. This thing jumped the river uh, Saturday from southwest Iowa. Um, but by the uh, state disaster declaration, that allow, allows funds from the governor's emergency fund to be used to assist in this response. So it's over south and west of Lake Wakanda. Okay. So south and west of Plattsmouth and down in that area. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what? 26 different fire departments are yeah, are working on this. At thing. least so. 75. If, uh, the if fire actually got underway Saturday. Um so they're all working to uh, put it out. Yeah, when you hear, which we have quite a bit in the last week or two, uh, heard about fire weather and the 
you know, the conditions ripe for that. This is this is, this is why. Yeah, this is exactly what we're dealing with here. Number three. Nebraska State Senator is setting aside some of the most controversial parts of two proposals to implement voter ID and writing something new and narrower. Uh, they uh, say a next proposal to verify the ideas of voters will not require a notary to sign the ballots by mail. Uh, or will it propose limiting who gets to vote by mail? So those were two pretty big sticking points right. in the original one. And I think that was uh, Senator Slama's, uh, was there, uh, her amendment or her bill to have the notaries. So, that created a lot of problems. So they're not doing the notaries, but it sounds like they still, maybe the new version of the bill will still have, you still need someone else to verify that it's you. Yeah, you need a witness. Like, a, But it doesn't have to be a notary. So your spouse could do it, some other adult, whoever could do it they just don't have to be a notary you know isn't it interesting mark when this thing felt like it was debated in the legislature for 20 years it wasn't that much but it was quite a few but the focus was always really on the in-person voting in the debate and the most of the you know discussion about it now that's been passed by the voters is about how it impacts mail-in voters mail ballots yeah. yeah mail ballot which wasn't it was usually all just about the ID and people getting the ID and potentially, you know, disenfranchising people who didn't have a driver's license and how they might be able to get it and all of those things. And it's just interesting how kind of the focus of this discussion has changed over the years as, as mail-in voting has become a bigger and bigger thing. It goes back to, I mean, I remember the, the days when the only way you could vote was to show up on Election Day at the, oh, at the precinct. That, that's true. But I also, I also remember, though, randomly, you know... In one year, I first year I realized I could vote by mail, and I didn't even know I could. It was like two. It was like twenty five years ago, twenty three years ago. I remember one of the one of the first times I voted in Nebraska after coming back from college. I was like, "Oh, this is easy. I'll just do it this way," and I did. So, yep. I, they did, they just called it absentee voting back then. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. Moving. Oops. Number two. You're looking for a savior in the rubber match of a Big Ten series. Big Red found salvation. In some familiar places in the lineup, they powered their way to an 11-3 win over Michigan yesterday. <laughs> hey, they're hit, they are hitting really well, and especially the long ball uh, early yeah. in this year. Um, or early in this year, and it's a little frustrating through. too because they left so many people on base Saturday that you yeah. probably feel like I mean you got a series win, which is good, but you really feel like that could have been a sweep. But nonetheless, we're not going to dwell on that. So they're at four and two. Right now in the conference, where does that kind of put them in the pecking order right now, Caleb? So Indiana's at seven and two, Michigan State five and two, Michigan, Michigan six eight. Yeah, Weird. Michigan is at six and three, Maryland four and two. So you've got between Michigan, Nebraska, and Maryland, they're all tied by win percentage for what would be third place in the league. Okay, so you're up there right now, sitting in a good place, and you've got Northwestern coming in this weekend, who is three and three, by the way. Middle of the pack. They got one from Purdue. They took two of three from Illinois. Wow. Huh. They were terrible to start the year. Their whole half their like most of their staff quit and so Well, well Northwestern is on the year two and eighteen on the road. Wow. Okay. So they come to Lincoln. Then Nebraska goes to Iowa, who hasn't started great in the Big Ten, but they were all, they were ranked a week ago. Yep. they were the best team in the Big Ten according to the rankings. They're twenty-two and eight on the year, two and four in the Big and Ten. And then Minnesota's got—it's rough. So you got Minnesota and Lincoln after that. Then you're at Maryland, who's one of the best teams. And you have Penn State coming here, who's not one of the best teams, right? And then you go to Purdue. I mean, listen to these three home series: Caleb, Northwestern, Minnesota, and Penn State. Are those? 
the three worst teams in the Big Ten right now? Three of the worst four? I mean, Ohio State's one and six. Okay. All right, so take uh, Ohio. So and maybe they're 14 and 15. But yeah, Northwestern and Minnesota, I would say, for the year, even though they've, they're three and three in the league, they're two of the hey, worst in the league. You, I mean, trying to if if you want to make a you know make a run here at the postseason, you're you're one eight and one is probably something that it, should be on the table. Here it for makes those seven night, and seven for those and two your games. baseline. Yeah, for those home games, and then try and try and go 50-50 on the road. And I think you'll be in a really good place. The schedule sets up really nicely yes, it does. for Nebraska to make a run at this thing. But you're going to have to... That Iowa series coming up in two weekends in Iowa City, it'll be big. It'll be very big. Yeah. All right, let's finish this thing out with... Number some entertainment one. news. Back in 2020, Fox Searchlight announced a new Bob Dylan biopic directed by James Mangold. Well... Actually, going to be a, a real thing. Confirmed production begins in August. They yes, got it does, and they got. Uh, what do you think about this uh, casting? They got Timothy Chalamet doing the uh, Chalamet. Chalamet. I'm sorry, I and he's going to do the Chalamet. singing himself. Ooh, ooh. I can't believe I got passed over. We could have got Jack to just do that for a lot cheaper. Uh, it, it, maybe Jack will actually do the singing and he'll lip sync it. Hey, I'm going out to New York from Minnesota. Ooh, I'm going to go find Woody Guthrie. Hey. You can do the Christmas special. <laughs> I, I mean, it is an interesting story. I mean, he was grew up in Minnesota, just goes out to New York, got all involved yeah. in this scene. He bought a... He had like a mission to find Woody Guthrie and go searching with him and finds him in like a mental institution and <laughs> and you know then starts singing with Joan Baez and and it's just sort of this uh, interesting brand of music and after all that is he, he's, is he from Cloquet? I can't remember the town he's from in Minnesota. I don't know for sure. I mean, look but that up. You have to. You'll have I mean, to that would that. explain a few things. All right. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Is, is that a Minnesota joke? I have Duluth. no idea what that means. Duluth? Duluth. Yeah. All right. But I think he lived in Cloquet, if I remember right. He's 81 years old. Yeah? Yep. Happy birthday. I don't think it's actually his birthday. 754, we'll take a break. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings. Welcome in. Uh, 52 degrees in the capital city. Sunny skies. Welcome to spring. Glad to have you with us this April 10th, 2023. 
And uh, what does spring mean? Uh, it means we're uh, finishing up a season, but doing it with a flurry at the lead center and getting ready for, eh, let's say, a bigger than usual summer. I think that's fair to say, given the circumstances. Bill Steffen joining us right now from the lead center. Hello, Bill. How are you Good doing morning. today? Happy spring. Happy spring to you. Uh, how are how are things going at the lead center as you kind of come to the, the final home drive of this season? Well, we've got a big finale um, for this year's season. Still many of the biggest shows ever. You know, I'm coming up with American Ballet Theater, America's Ballet Company with Lincoln Symphony, you know, joining them for Giselle. It's going to be amazing ballet. And then, of course, Hamilton's yeah. coming up. Um, and single tickets go on sale this Wednesday. Okay. So that's a, that's a big deal. We've been waiting for a long time for us to, um, to do that. Hamilton handles, um, you know, manages their sales in, in, you know, very cooperative ways. And, um, and, you know, this is the date that we were excited to, you know, normally we have the individual sales go on a lot, a lot sooner. Yeah. And so, but there, it's going on sale this Wednesday. So you don't no longer have to be a season ticket holder. Okay. Although we encourage you to be a season right. ticket holder. And we actually have a special code, um, for, for all the listeners. Really? Yeah. What does this get you exactly? Well, it's K L I N ham. K L I N ham. As in that stuff you had Check a lot out. of yesterday, yes. maybe. Yeah. Um, and, and that gives you early access, um, right now. You can go to the Lead Center website and buy tickets to Hamilton and put K-L-I-N ham and you can buy tickets. So if you don't have the code, this doesn't happen until Wednesday, but if you're listening right now and you hear this, you've got access today and tomorrow and you get probably, hopefully a better choice, better choice of shows, yeah, better choice of seating, yeah, those sorts seats, of things. Best prices for Hamilton, the most popular musical in America today. Um, it's we're so excited. We have uh, 16 performances uh, kicking off on August 2nd, so it's coming right up. Um, you know, it's a phenomenal show celebrating American history and hip hop and dance and great songs. It's a Grammy Award winning. You got 11, 11 Tony Awards, Grammy Pulitzer Prize. I mean, it's a show. If you haven't seen it, this is the time to see it. Yeah. And if you have seen it, you know, it's time for you to see it again. Right. Because it's one of those shows that you can see, you know, uh, multiple times and every time you see something different. So I'm just I'm on the website now because I was just, you know, checking are there uh, uh, are there still, as far as you know, seats to eat all of the performances left? Are we close to selling some of that? What do you think this is going to look like, Hero, over the next few days when the single tickets go on sale? Um, there are tickets available for all the, all sixteen performances. Okay. I would advise you that um, that our season subscribers have tickets for the first weekend. Okay, and so you'll get better seats going during the week, um, weekdays, and then the second weekend. Okay, so all right. um, there's a little. Uh, insider knowledge for you to help you versus having to click on every single date right okay um yeah and we'd love to see an opening night what an exciting night that would be august 2nd first night of hamilton i'll bet you could get some good seats for opening night and what do you expect uh i mean i i assume the vast majority you eventually if not all expect to sell out what do you think the timing on that is going to look like here for the next few days um we anticipate a pretty aggressive um you know on sale Okay. And uh, it's possible the whole run could sell out, you know, in this month. Wow. So if you want to get tickets, I mean, we don't know. Um, you know, this is the first time it's been in Lincoln. We have, you know, 30% of the Lead Center's audience, you know, comes from outside of Lincoln, 25% of that from greater Nebraska. Okay. And, and since this is the first time it's been in our area and it is crazy popular, it could go really fast. From how, assuming all of these, what, 16 shows you said, mm -hmm. running from August 2nd to August 13th, so a few of two a day, um, 
how how unprecedented, or maybe it is precedented. How unprecedented is this kind of a this many shows in this little time potentially? With all of them being sold out, has there mm-hmm. been anything like this well, at the Lead Center? Well, Phantom of the Opera, you know, is is our current record holder for total attendance, and mm-hmm. we had over thirty thousand people attend um, Phantom of the Opera. Okay, so which was you know huge. How many for, shows for the was Lead that? Um, it was um, fifteen. Okay, so almost the same. Okay, yeah. when, and we actually had sixteen, but because we had the the run over a home football game, yeah, um, you know, we had to to, to move one of the key gotcha. shows, and so. Um, so technically it was 16, but, um, being that the Saturday night gotcha. you know, was not, a, or no, it wasn't Saturday night, it was Saturday day. Okay. Yeah, I, I got that mixed up. We, we yeah. had to, to, to move the matinee on the Saturday because gotcha. of, we had a home football game. Okay. So that was a similar, yeah, that was a similar yeah. situation in a short period of time, uh, that you did that during the season. Of course, then this is in August. This is normally a time where you're just, you know, the run up to a new Absolutely. season. Absolutely. We're normally, normally not having events this time of year for yeah. sure. Yes. Yeah. Without a doubt yeah uh, very cool what do you know i think most of us are familiar with um probably the the original cast you know i know it's on disney plus now even if people haven't been and seen it but they might have seen the original uh, with lynn manuel miranda um and then there's been off-broadway of course performances around the country if people have been fortunate enough to see it at this point what are the what are the kind of the off-broadway performances what have they been like if people are familiar with sort of the original cast and the music and all those sorts of things i know this is the case with every musical you do but this seems to especially be of interest with this one. Sure. Well, the the National Broadway tour is incredible. I mean, so many of the most talented artists, you know, touring are on the Hamilton tour. Yeah. And so, um, just like on Broadway, you know, very few of the original cast members are are still on in the show, but you go see it on Broadway and it's incredible. Mm-hmm. And so, the, you know, everybody wants to be part of Hamilton. Right. You know, it's a dream job for any Broadway star. Um, any Broadway artist aspiring. So, you know, you're going to get the very best talent yeah. um, that's out there. And we're so excited to, um, you know, to have it at the Lead Center. And, and it's such a amazing show. You know, one of the things is some shows only have certain, you know, they have great choreography or they have great songs or they have a great plot. And this just show has everything. You know, yeah. and, and, uh, you know, it has that heartbreaking storyline, some tragedy, of course. Um, but then it has some redemption and, and, and inspiration. And, um, and then, and then plus it, it tells the story of America. And, and while it's not a hundred percent accurate on every single <laughs> aspect, you know, it, it, it's a great way to celebrate American history yeah. and, and understand some of the roles, you know, with George Washington and Aaron Burr and, um, you know, and of course, Alexander Hamilton and Thomas Jefferson. Right. Um, he's a he's a hoot in the show. Yeah. And I have a feeling he he might have been that way in real life. <laughs> Maybe. You uh, mean to tell me that the early, early fathers of America did not in did not have a rap battle on how to, how to, <laughs> move, how to move forward with well, the country? They, they did. It just might have sounded a little different than what we might have enjoyed today. I uh, bet they did rap a lot, particularly back and forth. I I'll, bet they did. I'll be curious how they ca- – well, I'll be curious how they cast all of, you know, all of these um, and how they have. And, you know, the king, for example, mm. was just hilarious yes, in the original. Yes. I mean, he was hilarious yes. in the original Broadway yes. one. So it'll be, it'll just be interesting to see the interpretations of all I, these absolutely. characters yes. with this whole thing. All right. So there you go. KLIN Ham. Yep. KLIN Ham. 
special offer you can get right now, this minute, uh, listening right now, just a little reward for you listening right now. You can get ahead of everybody else. Uh, for the general public, single tickets go on sale Wednesday for you with KLI and Ham right now or tomorrow, whenever you want to do it. Uh, all right, let's 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 now let's back up a little bit yes. to uh, where we are right now because you really do have another busy month plus in in finishing up this current season uh starting out with uh with a hunter tones coming yes. up this weekend tell us a little bit about this we're having a musical party on the stage jazz rock pop you know you know great songs greatest songs of all time you know michael jackson queen those kinds of you know artists in in musical mashups you know, it's a little bit of a jazz take on it, but it's fun. They're dancing around. It's going to be a musical party. Um, and they're, they're from New York. And, um, we actually had them at Jazz in June a number of years ago. Oh, really? We did. And, oh. and we loved them so much that we had one of our biggest crowds that week. They were standing up dancing. We said, you know, we should have them at the lead center sometime. They, yeah. they were so popular. Let's have them at the lead. And so, so we, we booked them and we're so excited to have the Hunter Tones. They're just, Really, really fun. Um, they're artistically, you know, amazing as well. But, you know, the big thing, if you want to have a fun evening of music, that's this Thursday night. Right. So I watched some of their YouTubes, and I think they've expanded a little bit since a lot of the ones that are up. But the YouTubes that I saw, it was, you know, three dudes. You had one guy playing a saxophone, one guy who had a switch in between a sousaphone and a trumpet on the same song. You had one guy who was a trombone. He'd drop his trombone, and he'd start beatboxing to give him some percussion. Um, it, it was sort of this interpretation on, uh, like, Michael Jackson songs and Queen songs and, and a whole bunch of stuff. And it was maybe really added, cool. Added a vocalist. Added a vocalist, and, and, you and so, yeah, They're now. expanding their group, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And then that's just kind of warming up to the big day on Saturday. Yes. When we've got Madagascar the musical. Oh, boy. Um, we've been waiting, literally. Um, we announced this in 2019 that it was coming to the lead center. Jeez. Um, the costumes are coming all the way from the West End. You know, these animal costumes from Madagascar. It's based on the hit movie. Yeah. You know, you've got to move it, move it. And all those crazy mm-hmm. characters are going to be on the stage. It's fun for all ages. It's certainly great for kids, but, you know, adults too, seniors. It's great for everybody. Very fun family friendly show this saturday two performances at the lead with madagascar all right caleb have you shown your daughter madagascar yet we have not gotten you to have madagascar not i'm yet. surprised there's time tonight that was uh that the the original madagascar was a staple in our house with i think my, the, concern, with my son my think. concern is that if we watch it it'll never get turned off <laughs> i like to move it move it yeah, for, yeah. For the, well I, I think you have to watch it this week and then come see the show on the, saturday there you go yeah, that's, that's a good imagine what week. a cool thing that would be yes that would be so fun uh and then You've got a uh, Van Clyburn winner coming in. Yes, uh, we are so, so excited for uh, Yun Chen Lim, who has really been taking the world by storm. Um, you know, the youngest Van Clyburn uh, gold medal winner, and Van Clyburn is the big piano competition, and um, he is just um, really getting rave reviews. And I'm um, one of the the best selling Van Clyburn shows we've had in advance. Wow. And you know, we it's once every four years. And uh, if you want to see some pyrotechnics on the piano, really? Yes, um, that that is that is <laughs> that's this. awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. I bet that's going to be a it, great it, it's, show. It's going to be great, and that's on um, April sixteenth. And so then we've got um, our you know our big first national tour premiere Broadway show, Jagged Little Pill, Lannis Morissette. Yeah. I'm um, coming to the Lead Center for a week. Um, April 25th through the 30th. So you ought to know. Yeah. 
Yeah. So this is I I think if I'm right, tell me if I'm wrong, but that first album she had in about 1995 was very big. Mm-hmm. When I was in college, everybody was listening to it. Mm-hmm. I think all the songs are are com- are from that album. They they are. It's it's, like it's, a, it's it's based on the Grammy Award winning album. It's yeah. original story. So this is not the life of Alanis Morissette. It's an original story. It talks about a family and the different ups and downs that they have in life and you know, they learn a lot of things we learn. Um, yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, yes. yeah, it's just uh, lots of great. Uh, it's a great storyline, and you know, it's 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 about life, right? You know, and uh, it's it's a it's a dramatic show. Lots of it's a rock musical, yeah. And so um, we're we're excited to have you know, it's probably you know in the you know American Idiot Rent, right. which I saw I yeah. saw American Idiot at the Lead Center, uh, yeah. which I loved. Yes, I thought, yeah, yeah. Really it's good. it's um, a lot different than Music Man or Sound of Music or one of those, <laughs> right? You know, so it's 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 gonna it's gonna be a, an amazing show, and we just can't wait to to have it for the very first time in Nebraska at the lead. Um, later. So this, this is the first tour. This is the first. Uh, what were you saying? First national first, tour. First national. Yeah, tour and the first time this. it's ever been in Nebraska. Okay. And we're so so excited to have that premiere of Jagged Little Pill. So many great hit songs. Right. All those. It's kind of crazy how many hit songs there were. Jagged that Little had Pill. a lot. Yeah. It had uh, Ironic. It had You You Ought to Know. It had mm-hmm. You Live, You Learn. It had uh, Head Over Heels. Yeah. It had, there's another one that I'm forgetting too. Mm-hmm. Um, forgetting one more. There are five, I think five of yeah. them. Yeah. And then, and they're and all then the, the album cuts too. Yeah. Um, and then last but not least, uh, last but not least, uh, we get into the beginning of May and we got some uh, great ballet coming. Yes. We have America's Ballet Company. Um, this is their third visit, um, you know, in recent years. And we're so thrilled to welcome back um, America's Ballet Company, American Ballet Theater, to the Lead Center doing one of the most celebrated ballets of all time, Giselle, Lincoln Symphony. Um, you know, we'll be performing live with them. So it's a live orchestra company and all the dancing, almost a hundred dancers. Okay. And these just aren't any dancers. These are literally the best, you know, ballerinas and dancers, you know, in the United States and the world. We're so excited. You know, the interesting thing is when the vision of building the Leeds Center was, was, you know, we're going to bring the Bolshoi Ballet, mm-hmm. you know, which is the famous Russian ballet. Mm-hmm. And how awesome is it that we have the world's greatest ballet that's an American ballet, right. American Ballet Theater, and we're so proud of them and what they do, and that they lo- they view the Lead Center as their home away from home. Yeah. Um, they launched their national tour for their summer um, ABT Across America in Lincoln, Nebraska. We were on NBC Nightly News, said, you know, you wouldn't think that America's Ballet Company would launch in the middle of cornfields, <laughs> but they are here in Lincoln, Nebraska, launching uh, their national tour, ABT cool. Across America, and, and they're back. And they, they, we love them, and they, you know, we had six thousand people, yeah. you know, out at Pioneers Park. Yeah, that was a cool event. Yeah, that was a really so unique the, event too. You gotta keep, you know, gotta, you know, gotta stay up on ABT and come with this next round. And, um, you know, I, I'd love to say they're going to be back again next year or two years from now, but it's it's a really big venture mm-hmm. to get them at, you know, in Nebraska. And so um, I never know when the next time is going to be. They're not on the calendar right now. And so make sure you don't miss it. It's one of those, you know, bring your family. It's a beautiful show. If you have dancing in your family, you yep. definitely better come. Yep. Very cool. All right. A lot going on at Lead Center. And to repeat one final time, uh, to the general public, the single ta- single uh, ticket sales for Hamilton go on sale Wednesday. For you, if you're listening right now, they go on sale for you immediately with the code KLINHAM. 
get the show. Make sure you get the show you want to. Get the seats that you want to. There's a lot of choices for the night, so find one that works best for you. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna it's gonna be still be a busy summer for you, Bill. I'm sure getting ready for Hamilton. Yes, we're so, excited. Very cool. Hey, great to talk to you. Best of luck uh, as you finish up the season. I look forward to doing it again sometime. I think it's good to be in the room where it happens. Yeah, there you go. There you go, Bill Stefan. I'm not throwing away my shot. <laughs> okay, you got a lot of them, don't you? All right, <laughs> we'll take a break. We got sports coming up next on KLIN. Severe weather means interruptions. In wintertime, you can have severe storms. Check closings and cancellations. You have to be up to date on the weather. At KLIN.com. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, T39 LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Glad to have you back with us. You know, Caleb and I were talking, um, talking preparing meat earlier, and then Mike and I were talking about the air. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, give Mike some of the questions that we had earlier. But for, for those who don't know, Mike and I have a history, a long history of disagreeing on um, on almost everything for the most part uh, outside of outside of really outside of Nebraska sports. I think we pretty much agree on things inside of Nebraska sports for the most part, but outside of Nebraska sports. But the one thing that I do get support from him is I, I never understand why we save our worst meats for the holidays, why we save ham for Easter and turkey for Chris, uh, and turkey for Thanksgiving, and maybe both of them for Christmas. And uh, Mike's just coming off a big weekend of ham. How did it go for you, Mike? A lot of ham. I mean, I ate it. Like, it, the thing is, I'm not going to turn my nose up to it, but it's like one of those things you're never excited for it. And I found that when there was an opportunity for seconds, it was just getting all the salads or the cheesy potatoes yep. or the mac and cheese the starches, whatever you will. I was never like, oh, you know what I want more of? I want more of the ham. Yeah. So I, I had it most Saturday. I had it Sunday. It's fine. Um, I don't get excited for it ever. But, uh, yeah, it, it's one of the few times that I can completely agree with you on a food kit. Let's, I sure. mean, let's be honest. The cheesy potatoes steal the show on Easter for the most part. And yeah, those were the consumption. Those were the consumption of how much is that? Uh, any any Easter dinner will probably prove that to be the case. You know, it was really interesting because it's it's one of those things you get to compare the the two different families. I was, we were we were back with with my side on Saturday, and the cheesy potatoes were more of like hash brown style potato mm-hmm. with all of that stuff in there. And then the next day, the the cheesy potatoes at Shelby's side of things were like the quartered, um, kind of uh, squared potato all in the yeah. all in the crock pot with the cheese and the sour cream and everything else i mean it's, 
in, in both cases, I had two helpings of each, and <laughs> they were sizable, and I feel very full this morning. So That's good. Slider and I have to go for a pretty long walk today. I suspect. That's good. We I, did last night when I got home. I need to do that. I need to do that, too. Um, okay, so we I declared it the very... I, I mean, I think a lot of people who listen, and, and you probably are, too, we're, we're, a lot of us are like year-round outdoor cookers or grillers or, or smokers when it comes to to food, but I think we've really... I really feel like the week of the middle week of April, the the week where you hit the 15th is really a turning point for a lot of things. Uh, among them, you start to have buds and leaves on the trees. Uh, you have to start mowing usually this week or right around this week. Uh, I always judge the changing of the seasons by the lights at Holmes Park when I drive by it because they start turning on every night until October starting tonight. And this is also, I think, the beginning for the full-time outdoor cooker, um, which brings me to some questions. I, I, I'm curious. Caleb and I had a big conversation about this, and I'm wondering what the consensus is on how to prepare uh, what what uh, item that you go to, whether it's a, a grill, a smoker, uh, if you you have a yeah, I know you have a, a, a like a, a griddle, a big griddle, Blackstone, yeah. yeah, Blackstone, air fryer, oven, pan, all of those things. Okay, so all let's right. let's throw these out. Um, w- wings? Are you on grill, smoker, air fryer, something different for wings? Oven? Uh, we when we've done wings, it's largely been air fryer, but there has been talk of going and buying some wings and trying to smoke them because I've never done that. So I think the next time I do it would be through the smoker but so far the only way i've really done it other than very you know years ago i grilled them once otherwise yeah. it's just been air fryer since. i'm about half and half between grill and air fryer on that one um <laughs> ribs ribs um how do you do i don't i don't even have choices for you necessarily is that a hundred percent smoker thing if you're doing yeah ribs? it's i do the three two one method yep. which is like uh Mm-hmm. based on the time that you have it in there and if you have it two hours up. foiled, yeah. three hours straight two hours foiled one hour yep. maybe sauced at the end yep That's yeah i've tried good. them the other ways and i just i can't i don't have I success agree. i it's agree hard. i i appreciate everyone that uh, attempts to do it differently but the the only way for me is the smoke and they make me uh-huh. nervous they just i feel like there's the least room for error on ribs of really any of the meats uh, yeah, you don't want to you don't want to screw it up, but it, it cooks easily enough. You just have to be attentive to it and really kind of have a plan. You yeah. can't forget about it. Um, I don't. I I have pork tenderloin because that's the cut of pork that I usually get. But uh, in terms of pork chops or pork tenderloin or pork loin, any of do you do any of that? And if so, on what? Uh, usually, I'll get the boneless fillets and I'll do them on the grill. Okay. Um, but I would like to try those on the blackstone. I think that would be oh. something that I should try doing. Get right. it on the on the cast iron griddle and let that flavor soak in. Uh, pork tenderloin on the grill is, I think, one of the most underrated things you can do. Cheap, easy, tough to screw up, uh, really tasty if you season it right. Do you feel like pork chops, just in general, get kind of left behind? Like everyone wants to talk about chicken breasts and burgers and hot dogs. We just don't do them much. We just, I but just, they're so good. They're so they're hard really to do well. Good. That's a low yeah. low margin of error one again. Yeah, on pork you chops. Be slow with it. It's kind of like the chicken breast. You don't want to rush to the finish line. Yeah, but we I'm do tons kind of, an of chicken breast. Cooker. Yeah, yeah. I just um, all I do. I think of it. I think just I've got to have a gallon of water with a pork chop. That's what I always think. I've got a bunch of pork chops in my freezer from the half hog we got. Yeah. I don't. How do you do them? Do you smoker. grill them? Oh, the smoker. Yeah. Oh, interesting. On the okay. All right. Um, and then we get to chick- chicken breast. Uh, the only the only good way to do chicken breast is straight up on the grill. Is season it really good and straight up on the grill, straight off the grill. That's it. 
in my opinion. See, our, our go-to, we invite people over, we're hosting stuff, is we'll throw a bunch of the chicken breast into the smoker, smoke it for about 90 minutes. Then I pull it, and I'm telling you, it is some of the best chicken we've ever really? had. Really? Like, I, I the, the chicken breast smoker, then, you know, you don't have to pull it, but obviously it's so tender, it's going to fall apart anyway. It's incredible. You get the right, you know, you can experiment with different rubs. You can experiment with different marinades on it. it it's tremendous. I'm telling you, the smoker is the way to go for me for chicken. Interesting. Like I, I screwed up so many chicken breasts on the grill by just drying them out that I would so much rather just go the smoker route at this point. I usually, what I usually do, actually, I usually cut them into, I either buy the, the tenderloins are more expensive, but I usually cut them up into that and I grill them like that. I've, I like doing that too, but, but it, I, I don't know. I think they're, the grill is, is the, the best you can usually do on that. Um, are you straight up burgers always on the grill or are you doing them on your, on your griddle? I, I used to only do it on the grill and now I can't imagine anything but the smash burger on the grill. Really? Like it's, the flavor is so superior to the grill flavor of a burger really? and i just like i it might take a little bit longer but oh it's so much right it, it's so worth it it's uh, just fantastic are you a shrimp or salmon guy at all do you do any of that i i like both i don't make either much at home i do have uh i have some salmon planks that i got for christmas that i never used <laughs> i do want to do salmon on the uh what? on the black stone. it's a common th- it's a common sentiment i'm planning on eating more seafood <laughs> yeah well, I, I feel that a lot a, i i have that a lot too it's one of those things where I think you have to break the barrier. Like, I've never made it at home. I've ate it plenty when I've gone out. Like, salmon's become, like, a really go-to thing for me to order yeah. uh, at nicer restaurants if I'm not doing a steak or anything. Yeah. But I've never really done it at home. And I'm one of those people that this, this might surprise you because I might give off the, the opinion that I'm a wash in confidence. When I'm doing something for the first time, I have, like, no faith that I'm going to do it correctly. Yeah. So it's like I need to have a of salmon ready to go. Because I'm pretty sure the first one's going to be screwed up, and I'm going to hate it. Okay, I guess I didn't even get to. Are you steak? A steak on the grill? Steaks on the grill. Yeah, okay. I haven't done it yet on the on the Blackstone. Everyone raves about it, but so far it's just been grilled. I don't know. I just I can't go away from the grill on steak. I don't really want to do it in a skillet. I don't want to do it. I don't know. Uh, even if I had a nice cast iron skillet, I still would want to do grill for the steak for whatever yeah, reason. I, I only know grill, but that's something that and, will happen. And then last one, how do you do bacon when you do bacon? Is it is it air fryer, is it oven, is it the Blackstone? We bake it. We bake it in the oven, and it, it works so well. I mean, it's just it, – sometimes it's just convenience, right? Yeah. Like you can throw it in for 20 minutes, you flip it over, then it's in for another 10. Both sides get crispy. Um, so we, we go that route. Uh, versus kind of messing with anything else. All right. There you go. This is a little survey I'm doing with everyone. It's fascinating. I love it. To me. Uh, this, is, this might be my favorite interview of the year so far. We're just talking meat. The, uh, yeah, because I debate, I debate a lot. Of, see, I do only do bacon in the air fryer, and here's why. I put. I have a hack where I put old bread underneath it. Okay, I was going to ask about that. I've heard about that. I've never done it. Yep. We've talked about it's doing great. It. It's great. It's, it's that good. Huh? It's so well. It just soaks up. It just doesn't make a mess. I hate dealing with tons of grease on anything and figuring out what to do with it. And like I usually put it in a jar and I freeze it, and then throw it out in the winter. But but the, the bread sucks up all the grease and also tastes like a donut if you take a bite of it. I wouldn't recommend eating the whole thing. <laughs> but that's the way. That's the way. I, that's the only way I do bacon now. Uh, oh, no, I take that back. If I'm doing breakfast on the Blackstone, I put the bacon on first to get a nice little puddle to cook everything else in. That's very what have nice you, too. What have you found, you know, because you got a Blackstone, what, over the summer or last yeah, year? Yeah, last summer. At some point. 
What, what have you found your, like, favorite thing with it? It's, or have you found, like, you haven't used it as much as you thought? Uh, I haven't. You, the best things are, uh, for me, the, the I, like I did breakfast yesterday, or I did brunch, like a hash with uh, potatoes and vegetables and sausage and then bacon and then being able to do eggs. Like a multi, like doing an entire meal on there is yeah. has been my favorite. So I haven't really done just burger. I've done it a few times, but if I just have burgers, it doesn't. It feels like almost more work than grilling because I got to clean it and do all that. Yeah, stuff. it's it is more work, but I just feel like the flavor is so worth it. So I I do so I and then the other thing is like fajitas, uh, like Philly cheesesteak type things. I wanted to do the fried rice for a long time. I haven't done that. Those are the type of things that I that make the most. But the the biggest advantage is being able to do a whole meal on it without yeah, messing it's, around. It's great for breakfast. I yeah. mean, it's I would say we use it seventy percent breakfast, thirty percent other. Yeah. All right, there you go. We took up most of the interview on on uh, barbecue season, but I think it's fair. I think it's that time of year. I think people are are thinking about it. Um, oh, and by the way, here's my other hack. I mentioned this earlier. If you don't like, I like pulled pork. I like to do pulled pork. It takes so long in the smoker, but I have found the instant pot pressure cooker makes crazy good pulled pork in just an hour. If you've ever that done. is that, and my wife really wants a pizza oven. Those are like the two things See, we don't have. I don't we get don't the pizza oven. I don't get the desire for the pizza oven. Like, um, just do it in the uh, oven. Yeah, I agree with this. I also don't love, um, what is it? Is it called Neapolitan-style pizza? Yeah. Or the, the, the wood-fired, like, yeah. I don't, or coal-fired, whatever it is. I don't love the, like, the burnt taste on the, on the crust. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, I'll... I'll have it every now and then, but it's not like the kind of pizza that I get super jacked about having. But she wants to think that, which yeah. means we're going to have it at some point in our life. Mike, yeah. I, I told Jack this earlier. The best pizza is on the Traeger. Yeah, you, you like do you smoke it or do you grill it? Smoke it. Hmm. Let let it sit there really slow and and heat up and get really smoky flavor into it. One of these uh, one of these days this summer, I'm going to go over to to the world's worst Ivy. Wow, that is slander. With all strike, um, a motion to strike that from the record. <laughs> and I'm going to get a party pizza, and I'm going to smoke that. And I want to see what that tastes like. Do you remember when party pizzas were 79 cents? Also, you oh remember when God. they were circles? I mean, man. I do. Yeah, I, I remember that for sure. And then they kind of went to that square thing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was like a thing. I used to have that as like a snack after school. My brother and I would be like at home, I, and it's... You know, three thirty, and your metabolism couldn't be better when you're in sixth grade. <laughs> then he's in ninth grade, and he's like, "Oh, let's do a party pizza." And like, no one's turning that down. Yeah, I'm embarrassed how many times I went to that for my kids when I needed something, and you know, you, all you had to do was bring three bucks to the grocery store, and you had a meal for the entire family. It was incredible. Yeah, it was very, it was very nice. Uh, all right. Well, uh, spring football, we're counting down to the uh, spring game. We do have a few minutes left, but I know, and, and I don't know, Mike, part of it is just, it, uh, there's, look, they're practicing. I don't know that there's a lot to say about any of it. Like, is, do you have any big takeaways on anything that's no. happening? We're hearing more from the coaches and that's cool. I don't know. It's just, it's not, there aren't any huge injuries. That's good. What else? It's been a, it's been a pleasant spring. I don't think there's a lot at this point. We've kind of hit it where. There's not really much more to add. There's going to be the spring game here in a couple of weeks. Um, I, you know, it, it's one of those things where we've provided so much coverage in the past, and there's always been sort of weird things that happen in the spring. That when you get a quiet spring, it's kind of like you're you're two thirds of the way done. You're like, what do we do with the rest of this? What are we supposed to say? But we've kind of hit that point. I mean, 
the you don't even really have a quarterback competition either because Casey Thompson's not healthy. We'll see what happens in the fall, but it's just kind of a uh, kind of a pleasant spring, and and we've gone past the introduction phase, so you kind of know all the coaches, you know how they're going to talk, and you know kind of what they're going to say at this point. Do you get a sense the spring game this year is going to be more, I guess, I mean, it's definitely going to be more interesting than last year because they weren't tackling, um, but like more interesting than than the average spring game for just the way it'll be run, the type of the players that we're kind of interested in seeing, that sort of thing? You know, without ever having really seen it with Matt Rule, like, it's hard to say. Like, it could be interesting, but it could also just be like one half is sort of good on good, and then the rest of it has become seven on seven because they don't have great depth in their trenches. So I don't, I don't know what the format's going to be, and and I don't, I never, I never expect a lot because really it's just a practice, and yeah. so they're they're just trying to get more film out there, and it's an audition in, in the stadium, of course, but it ultimately is just a practice and. With the line depth that they have on both sides of the line, it's hard to expect them to go four quarters of, of scrimmage style, uh, you know, for a full hour and a half or whatever it's supposed to fill the time slot of. All right. Two, so two random sports, uh, two other Husker sports questions, not football, that m- you may not be covering directly. Should, am I okay to get more co- excited every day that Casey Tominaka doesn't say anything? I think that, um, you know, the last I heard about it is that it was starting to, to kind of turn in the direction that he may just come back next year. That it's, oh gosh. Um, you know, the money in Japan still going to be there, whether it's another year from now uh, to, to play professionally over there, but the opportunity to kind of finish out his college career. And I, I don't think this comes as any surprise. Nobody enjoyed Keisei Tominaga's emergence as much as Keisei Tominaga. So um, I think that uh, that's a special time. Like, we can talk about professional careers in basketball and all of that, but and I know the NIL is, is very tricky with him, especially as an international player. But there's something that happened last February that you only kind of get a couple times in your life if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. And so for him to have sort of tapped into that, like it'd be hard to walk away. Like you kind of get to be the most popular athlete yep. out of school. Yep. In a sport that starved for anything. Yep. And he loved it. Like, he had a great time. Like, it, you know, so the fact that he's still going to be able to go play professional basketball after next year, I mean, it's not like there's a ticking clock on That's a good point. So, um, you know, I, I think that if they can figure some things out, it wouldn't surprise me if he's back. They, if they keep him and add a couple of these transfers are talking about, Mike, oh, my gosh. Well, it, it comes down to they've got to be able to play together. I know quickly, like that's that's always the biggest just, thing is when they have these wholesale changes. But it does feel like it's, there's something. It's there just been a me. long time since you've went into a season and been like, "Wow, I'm right. like affirmatively excited about this." Because I, I didn't I, last year. Yeah, I had no excitement going into last year. I was, I was, you know, intrigued by by the local boy coming back kind of thing with Sam. But beyond that, it wasn't. And I didn't think we were going to get that version of Derek Walker. So, yep. you know, there's definitely surprises along the way. All right. Hey, thank you for the meat takes. Uh, we'll get more into this into the summer as we go through. Appreciate your time as always, and we'll talk next week. All right? Yeah, that sounds good. I like the I'm, – I'm always in for a good grilling discussion. All right, good. We'll keep it going. We'll keep it going. There you go. Mike Schaefer, Oscar 24-7. We'll take a break. 8-6, wrap-up show after this on KLIN.